You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fans, the Eagles fans, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. What's going on, Eagles fans? I'm Eric, joined by my co-host Dom, and we are the Philly Specialist here, back again this week for episode th- episode three, season. season three, episode three. I almost got those all mixed up. We're here to talk to you about the birds, as always, coming off a big victory. We beat Detroit in Detroit. Uh, tough game, Dom. Yeah, yeah, tough game. Well, I, I don't know. It was a tale of three quarters, like first fifty-two minutes. I was loving what I was seeing. I was feeling good, and then that. Uh, Jonathan Gannon defense went ahead and started doing what it does and leaking oil, a couple stops, got the fans back into it and got a little tighter. My butthole squeezed a little bit more than I needed it to. No doubt. But all in all, you know, happy to get, get out of there with a the win. The score reflects a game that I thought it was going to be and compared to watching it and seeing the first three and a half quarters go tremendously better than I expected. And then it started to fall back into place and... A lot of things I want to touch on on the defensive side that I've been thinking about since. I'm glad we do this podcast like two days later because that like raw reaction, I would have been in here like losing my mind defense, you know, losing my mind offensively. Been able to take in a lot of information in terms of other people talking about it, adjusted my opinion, calmed down, had a reflective moment, which has changed my opinion of Monday's game and Sunday's game. So. Where do you want to start? Do we do we just jump right into the offense? Well, let's let's go through the news. Let's we got a couple oh, little yeah. small notes. Um, no, there's no notes on. I don't have this, any. The sh- sheet you gave me a sheet. It and says it says TBD. Well, it was going to be the practice report, but I figure we can do that after the break. Well, it's going to be so quick. Yeah, uh, nobody's hurt. No, no. Somehow, some miracle. Well, Derek Barnett towards ACL, so. He's out for the year. Right. Okay. Let me clarify. No. Uh, like today's injury report. Had no injuries on it. Had no injuries no, on so it. So no I'm one we, ha- we truly care about is hurt. I mean. Well, I wouldn't say that about Derek Barnett. He did recover that fumble that one time. Uh, he's, he's you know. He is what he is. He's a guy. Yeah. Just a guy. Which is good. I'm glad that we have a de- uh, deep offensive line. It's hurtful to, to the depth. But if we know. Well, any- he plays defensive line. Defensive line. Did I say offensive line? Yeah, but it's all right. Oh, because I'm offended by his play. Oh. Hello. Hey, do feeling? we have a sound for that? <phone rings> nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh-oh. You're a crumb creep, oh. lush cow. That one could work. Yeah, yeah. That one could work. His ACL is the crumb bomb of the week. We're, we're going right into the crumb bomb of the week. You're a crumb creep, lush coward. Derek Barnett's ACL, you are a crumb creep, lush coward. There we go. So, getting into the game, uh, looking back at it, watch... Watched uh, Thomas R. Pettison's review. Uh, I watched it condensed, and I watched it drunk at my sister's house. All three things uh, coincided to one major point. Holy shit, AJ Brown's good, man. Yeah, like yeah. like like real good. He's like, very 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 good. I mean, we we knew he was good, but I didn't think he. I didn't think it was that good. I, I mean, just. Every every ball thrown his way seems like it was going to be destined for a big play, and it, it almost felt like he was getting shortchanged a little bit. Like there was like five plays I remember thinking like, oh he if he like made one step 
one way or the other. That's a touchdown. I mean, it was already like a 60-yard gain, but he could have shook that guy off if you tackle him like that three times, the the deep ball uh, right before the second half ended. I'm thinking about like the seam pattern he had where uh, Jalen hit him a little low, still caught it, rolls forward, but if you hit him in stride, that's a touchdown. It's just he had a great game that could have been even better. I know the exact the exact one you're talking about where he had to kind of scoop that yeah. ball. That was a great play by him. I do think if he put that – if he threw a rainbow there, he would get lit up. I remember the safety yeah, coming the over safety the top. Yeah, the safety was coming in quick. But, I mean, you know, I got no problem with him fitting it in that window. I wish it was a little bit more accurate right. on, a, on a few passes right. last I, week. But, but yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown was killing it. And they really schemed into him a lot. Like, it, I think it was maybe the second drive where they had him run like a very either like a very short slant or almost like a drag route. Mm-hmm. And it was it looked like a design screen, basically. Yeah. He, just, he just took it straight upfield. He is electric yeah. with the ball in his hands. Um, yeah, so A.J. Brown, big wow factor last week. Yeah. And I think it was the best debut of a wide receiver in in an Eagles uniform either ever or since T.O. I remember reading yeah. that this week. Yeah. Well, yeah, awesome. Totally changes the dynamic of the offense. Uh, and just it was just a very entertaining game, I'd say. I would say if you weren't an Eagles fan – I would say that might have been one of the best games of the week, just watching it from a third-party perspective. Like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, it was a fun game. Yeah, yeah for so sure. So very, very fun game. As a DeAndre Swift owner. Oh, my gosh. Lots, lots of fun he's, for me, he's, too. He's very good. He's And he's very good and should have been even better. Should have had, like, two more touchdowns. There's, yeah, they really let they really let Jamal Williams vulture. just vulture him. Yeah. So that was absurd. That's unfortunate. But uh, I'll, I'll take it. As a, I have a Swift and Saquon in a league with Justin Jefferson. In that, mm. that was it was a very fun first week of the season. That's a nasty team. That that's my eight man team uh, with with uh, the uncles, the old guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's like playing with kindergartners. They laughed at my first round pick of Justin Jefferson, and then we backed it up with Swift and Saquon. Michael Pittman. Just we were just we were ripping it up, and, and and we had T Higgins who had t- like. No points because of the yeah, yeah the he was concussed. Yeah, but I mean it, it was scary. Uh, so this team, our team, looks good. And speak going back to the Eagles, we also have uh, on our bench that day was Miles Sanders, who looked very good, very very good. Yeah, my bet, my bet of the week hits because I said he would score a touchdown. My TikTok debut, well, where I wasn't chugging a beer or shaving my face into a mustache, going really <laughs> well. You know, really, really was practicing my Hey Guys like five times before I started it. So glad it went well. I thought the Hey Guys was pretty good. Got a couple texts from people who actually bet it, which was pretty cool. Uh, I if, if you're listening to this and you bet it, you've officially now owe me 5% of what you want. Yeah, so or just it. buy a T-shirt. Or buy, yeah, buy a T-shirt, bonfire.com forward slash the Philly Specialist. Uh, buy our T-shirts, please. Uh yeah, but, and, but no, I agree. I think I think Sanders looked really good, and it's funny because I thought the offensive line had a really bad day. Yeah, I mean, I think they looked ill prepared for the game, and in a pass blocking, it, talking about mm-hmm. pass blocking, but run blocking, you know, they do what they do. They, yeah. they were getting down and dirty. They were getting in the second level, um, and they they sprung Sanders for quite a few like long runs. He had a very good day. Finally, got in the end zone. Um, you know, all three running backs got in the got in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, which and, I thought was kind of weird. Four four rushing touchdowns, pretty pretty crazy game in terms of the way they were able to like. If they get close in the red zone, they they seem to have a knack to get in the end zone. With that, you need three yards, well, you need five yards. It's hard to stop them yeah. because you know you got AJ Brown mm-hmm. who is just going to outmuscle every defender near him. You've got De- uh, Devontae Smith who's an incredible route runner, and then if you find a way to lock them up and use zone, 
Jalen Hurts is going to break your yeah. back and he's going to yeah. run it in. So it's. I feel like they're going to be very good in the red zone this year. I think this was a sign of things to come. And then on top of it, you got you know maybe the best offensive line in the league. And I know they had a, a very poor week last week. You know it was the mm-hmm. first week of the season, but you know they're they're going to run on you. And yeah. if you don't if you don't allow them to do that, they're going to pass on you. And if you find a way to stop them both, Jalen Hurts is coming for you. Yeah. So all in all, I think they're going to be very good offensively this year. I think we saw a little bit of it. They did look to me unprepared. The offensive line looked a little unprepared this week. And not only that, but I think the coaching, I think that they were really caught off guard by the pressure that Detroit was bringing. And they really weren't doing much to disguise it. I mean, they were just showing six or seven, and they were just bringing six or seven. And there was no question about it. They were pinning their ears back. And I I was a little disappointed in the inability to adjust to that because it seemed like no matter what they did, they couldn't find a way to get hurts any time yeah yeah it's it's it was a very interesting game in that if you step away and you look at it and you didn't watch the game and i told you the Eagles scored 31 points on offense had a defensive touchdown and won the game you'd be happy and it's like they scored 31 points and could have scored even more because of the these mistakes that were being made early on with not being able to handle that pass rush early and then that stalled out there towards the end in the fourth quarter i don't know how much of that was in the fourth quarter on both sides of the ball if they were just trying to sit on it and then it got a little too close to comfort or if it was just adjustments made by the lions hard to say and, and another thing that's also hard to say is cuz it's week 1 a lot of mirages in week 1 I'm curious to see what the Detroit Lions are moving forward. Where the you never know if like the Eagles' offense is prolific and the and Detroit's defense is solid, or if it's really bad and the Eagles just smoked them. If Jared Goff's going to have a career renaissance, you know, you know what I mean. It's my so- my take on that is that the Lions like this was their Super Bowl yeah. and they sold out. It, they were gassed. It up. was the first time that they've sold that, that stadium rocking. out since like the fucking 1992 or some shit. Yeah. Like I just think. After Hard Knocks, there was such a swell mm-hmm. of hype. The last, you know, last year they brought in some talent. You know, they've got some young, interesting players. They've got a, they have the second overall pick in Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, who's built a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell is a big seller. Everybody likes him. So, oh, and not to mention the fact that we throat fucked them a year ago when we played. Yeah, that's true. so. You know, this was like a, a big, big, game. big, yeah. big game. I think they were on an emotional high. And I think that you got you got the very best of them, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that Detroit will just be what we what we thought they were going to be. You know, a, a bad, not horrible, not bottom of not the league, were, but but a bad team this year. Yeah, and, and, and you know people, it happens. Yeah, and people need to remember, you know, despite the fact that they were awful, won three games, they covered. I want to say like 12 of their last 14 games. They won three of their last 14 games. But they they hang in there with every team they played last year. And they play in a division with Aaron Rodgers and uh, who we play this week, Minnesota. But, you know, they they don't have an easy schedule and they hung with teams. So um, outside of the Eagles last year. But, you know, I'm interested to see what they go more moving forward. And I was one thing that I really liked about this game plan, and I see a lot of it, in who we play this week with the Vikings, the Eagles this week what reminds me of a boxer who is throwing the same exact jab combo, setting setting you up for something like oh all right now uh, I'm going to duck one way and that's when I'm going to hit you with a counter punch. They threw the ball to AJ Brown. I want to say it was like 15 times, 16 times. He got a ton of targets. Ton, ton of targets. It was a lot. He, he had like 11 receptions. You know, 
Devonte Smith had four uh, four targets, no receptions. Yeah, uh, Goddard didn't wasn't much of the offense there, and it all like leads up to now. You've set this up on tape. You've you've put tape out there that you are going AJ Brown nuts. Now this week, if they try to take that away from you, you have two other really great pass catchers that you can turn to, and it's like moving forward. I liked the hyper targation of uh, AJ Brown, if that's a word. Tar- target. Targation is a new word that I'm coining. I, 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 thought, we was, were, I thought we'd just switch into a Game of Thrones yeah, podcast targe, when we were talking targation. about Targaryens. Right, yes. Uh, Which I would be okay with. Yeah, no, I'm... Because House of Dragon? I haven't watched any of it yet. I'm, oh, it's fine. I'm a binger, so I, I let it run okay. its way out, and then, then I start to watch it like so I don't get... Join us next week on our new podcast, House of the Dragon. House, House of House the Dragon. House of the Dragon podcast. Speaking of which... Uh, I don't have a. I was gonna do like a dragon, dragon our nuts joke, but I don't. I don't. Nah, oh, that's a rough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. Idea. So, um, so let's get to let's get to Jalen. Yeah. Let's talk about Hurts. Yeah. Uh, what? Where are you at? What did you think of his performance? I have a take. Yeah. They they won the game because of him. His yes. his legs were the reason that they won. It's one of those games. I I had a very very uh, conflicting. Time because it's like I feel like every time I watch a pass, I feel like I have to hyperanalyze it. And at the end of the day, when I was able to step back, watch the tape, I watched like the QB school version of it. I watched Thomas R. Pedersen. I watched it myself, formulated an opinion. I thought, you know, he's improved in places where I wanted him to improve. Still dangerous on the on his legs, and I think that the the biggest problem we're going to have this year is there is a uh, ball, like there are three unicorns in the NFL right now, and I remember watching the game after the game, and you know there were some critiques the, the the ball that was behind him a little bit, and I'm watching I'm watching the Chargers game, and uh, Herbert steps up in the pocket and throws an absolute dart, no no loft to it, hits the guy in stride, guy scores a touchdown, and I look, and uh, my uncle's friend says, "See now that's that's what we need, not none of this Jalen stuff," and I'm like. Dude, the reason Ferraris are coveted, the reason Ferraris are the best car in the world, it's because there's one in a million. It's like you can't stack him up to the the Herberts and the Mahomes and the Allens because it's just not. It's it it will set you up to be disappointed if you're looking if you're if that's what you need then you yeah. you'll you'll and, never win unless you hit the lottery. I I see what you're saying. And, and my my thing with that is. You can win in the NFL through different ways, and the Eagles have set up a team that can win with this type of quarterback where they're going to pound the ball. If you if you try to overstack the box, then we're going to kill you with A.J. Brown. We're going to kill you with Devonta Smith. And Jalen Hurts is doing this thing right now, which he's done for the second half of last year, has continued and looks improved, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, doesn't throw the ball, doesn't put the defense in a position where he's committing turnovers. The only time he did it was in the two bad games – Giants and and the Bucks last year uh, that I, that come to mind off the top of my head and those are the that's what you need to avoid that's a big thing moving forward if he takes care of the ball continues doing what he's doing and just improves marginally in the passing game I, I think I'm going to be really happy with him but you can't sit here and compare him to guys that are like I I, I just well I mean they're, they're the gold standard they're the gold standard. and every quarterback gets compared to Patrick the, Mahomes yeah every quarterback now is going to get paired to compared to Josh Allen uh, Herbert's I, I think Herbert's there, yeah. But like you know, at some point everybody's going to be getting compared to Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a really hard week 
like even even for me is like you know I and you know my I have my concerns with Jalen. I, mm-hmm. I want him to do well. I think it's a really hard week to draw any hard line conclusions on him because I I want to like I, I know there's two sides of this coin to this argument. A lot of people say we won the game because of him, but he didn't look like he grew. We he looked like he did what mm-hmm. he's always done, which is be spectacular on his feet, right. And not have a, a phenomenal day passing. He had a good. I mean, he he fed AJ Brown, so he had he had yards, mm-hmm. you know, and he had he had a good completion percentage. Other people say we won this game because of him, and he had a good day passing, or or he had a good day because he took what was available to him. Right. Um. So I don't know if it's fair to say that he was a bad passer because, yeah, he struggled through his time in the NFL mm-hmm. to get through his progressions. Yes, he struggled to get to his second or third reads. Yes, he struggled to throw left a little bit. Yes, he struggled to hit over the middle a little bit. Um, but last week, we were on our heels the entire mm-hmm. game, and he took what was given to him. So was last week more of the same, or was it just the only opportunities he had he took? Yeah. You know? did, and- they, did they really take that away with the pass rush? So to me, I agree with you. I think we don't win that game without Jalen Hurts. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether or not he has improved, in my mind, that remains to be seen. I don't, I, this isn't a knock on him for me, but I gotta, we'll see in a couple weeks. Like, yeah, like a tainted sample because of all the other factors around it. The yeah, two, they were, I mean, they were a mess. There were two, two plays in, in particular that I would, I would argue, and I don't, I, I don't know, maybe not the first one. The deep ball, I think he's made that play in the past, So I, I and it was a pretty deep ball. He threw, I think that was the best deep ball I've ever seen him throw. So so then that would be that that one, and the slant, I think it was like a third and seven, third and ten, where he gets it right, he gets it in front of the linebacker who's drifting to the left before the uh, corner who can get to him. It's A.J. Brown first down late in the game. I think it was one of... One of multiple slant patterns where he gets AJ Brown, and he threw an absolute perfect dart in between two defenders, which you I've into space into the center of the field, and those two come to mind immediately when I think of like his last. I don't think last year Jalen is throwing the the second ball to AJ Brown ever, but the deep ball maybe you can make an argument that he threw a couple pretty deep balls, but both of those plays I pointed to, and I'm like, see right there, that's something I can point straight to and say he's improved. The ones I think of. Uh, he had the floater to Goddard, which yeah. I thought was nice, getting it right over right over the defender's head, uh, and Goddard took it upfield for a nice gain. And the biggest one for me, this was a drop. Oh, uh, Devontae, Devontae Smith, Smith yeah. on the edge. He's running, to the he's left. running left, mm-hmm. right? And and I remember last year we said it a lot toward the end of last year. If you can chase him left, you can make him ineffective. I think he threw a beautiful ball to Devontae, and it was a drop. Shit happens, but that that one for me, that was the eye opener. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. So, yeah, there was stuff out there, definitely things to be encouraged about. Definitely, I mean, offensively, I think this team's going to be good. Uh, I'm excited to see it again and, you know, see what they do, how they add more ripples to the offense because it was a lot of what we saw last year with the running game. A.J. Brown, obviously, a stud. But now it's like you can add another. There's layers to be added to this offense that could make it very, very exciting because of all the talent they have that you haven't seen really uh, displayed that last week compared to what you know. You know what Devontae Smith is. You know what Dallas Goddard is. You know what these running backs are if you can get them in space. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot. To when we me. when we see this O line play the way we know they. Can oh play. yeah, yeah. Not even mentioning the O line, but I mean, 
that's I think that's when you'll see a big a big change because he was flushed out of the pocket almost immediately. It felt like I mean they blitzed like close to fifty percent of the time, mm-hmm. and it felt like they were getting home with four. They were certainly getting the, get to getting to him with six and seven. Yeah, and you know, sure, would I like to see him do a better job diagnosing mm-hmm. ahead of time? Yeah, I would. I, I mean, they weren't really disguising it, but you know. I think they were just on their heels the entire game, and I want to see what happens in the next few weeks when they play. You know, defenses that don't have defensive lines like that. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a pretty good defensive line, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I we're gonna have to see. What would you overall give the defense grade wise letter? Defense or a, or offense? Uh, offense? Offense. Uh, I would give. I mean, they put up they put up thirty one points. Yeah, the offense scored thirty one points, so I can't I can't give them too low. Um, I would probably give them like a B plus. B plus is what I was going to say. Yeah, B plus because I know that there's more. Yes, it's, it's yeah. not. If if this was uh, a, a dumb student, I'd give them an A, and I'd be like, "That was really good." I know that was your your peak. It's like I, I feel like I need to turn my seat around backwards and say, you know, don't call me Mister Salvato anymore. Call me Dom. Yeah, but you know, there's, there's more. I know, I know. There's better. There is, yeah. There's, so, there's definitely meat on the bone. I'd love right. to see them do like. I'd love to see them use motion more. Yeah. I'd love to see them let the running backs block more. It seemed like I was like, I was like, when are they gonna like run like a max protect or something? Mm-hmm. Like we were in like. Kenny Gamewell had a pretty good game in pass pro though. If you, I mean, a couple good reps. It just felt like they should have been doing more. When right. are they going to adjust more yeah. to protect this quarterback? Because it's not working. So I, I'd like to see them make better adjustments on the fly. I'd like to see them use motion more. I'd like to see them get the ball around more I, mm-hmm. as much as i love aj brown just chewing people up for for 60 minutes that's fun um but we could have lost that game yeah that that ball's got to be spread around and i guess the main reason why you would probably say we we could have lost that game it, it felt like if you take it it's a tale of four quarters if you take the middle two quarters out i was encouraged by the defense but they were still doing that thing where they dare you to run and then it looked like early in the first quarter they were breaking big runs which is your your whole defensive motto is to avoid big plays, and the first play of the game was a huge play by DeAndre Swift. And then in the fourth quarter, it looks like they were just getting picked apart. It was just, and momentum got away from them, and I'm, I'm trying to not make a whole season out of week one, but it seemed like a lot of the dumb things that Jonathan Gannon, who is like viewed as like a potential coaching candidate and uh, you know one of the up and coming coordinators, and talked so highly of, and it's just like not once have I felt like we we have a guy that I I feel good about. No, I think about Jim Schwartz every night. Oh my gosh, could you imagine what you could do with this? Talent? I pray for Jim Schwartz to come back. There was there. I I'm trying to say sit back and go okay, sensible fan is not hanging out this week after watching that game but if i had to put on my sensible hat i would say like well nothing cheap and nothing deep was what they were trying to do when they were up three touchdowns and they got picked apart momentum got away from them they ended up winning the game but it just if it feels so hard to like if even the optimist that i am it's just like very hard to sit there and be like uh no they they were they were willing to dink and dunk yeah the whole all the way down the field because that's what Jared Goff's good at, mm-hmm. and hand the ball off and let their running backs do the rest of the work. Let DeAndre Swift work. They got a very good offensive line. I thought they were more banged up than they ended up being because yeah. Ragnow ended up playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they were only even though they had a couple guys miss practice and, and it looked like they may not play. Uh, I think the only guy they were missing was Big V. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, you know, they were willing to just 
take take what you gave him with the runs, dink and dunk you the whole way down the field. And that was the same problem the Eagles had last year. The belly of the defense was so wide open. This year was supposed to be, you know, hey, we're going to solve that problem with good, fast, good coverage linebackers. TJ Edwards makes tackles. TJ Edwards is a little bit of a liability in coverage. Just yeah. one thing I noticed this week. He looked like he was constantly two steps behind his assignment. Um, and Gannon just doesn't adjust. He just changes no. nothing. Just feel the biggest issue, and they put coaching staff as a whole pushed back on it, talking about Jordan Davis and saying that in twenty two, you know, he only played twenty two snaps, so he was the lowest tackle when he was on the field. He aver- the uh, Lions averaged three yards per carry when he was off the field. They averaged ten, and I know that a lot of people will say things like, "Well, that's you know not indicative because no one player can make that much of an effect." Jordan Davis was drafted as a numbers changer. Like his job is to fundamentally change the numbers uh, for the uh, for the defense for the offense, and him clogging up the middle. I don't I don't care if it's if it's uh, one play or if it's uh, you know, God damn it! If it's I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not thinking that like oh yeah he's literally accounted for seven yet less yards per carry because I know situations were different. There were better tackling on plays where he was in for whatever reason. Maybe because he was taking up two offensive linemen when he was rushing. There were plays where he flashed, and you can't tell me take the stats out of it. How's that guy not getting more? more uh snaps maybe it's because he's out of shape not ready for that motor i'd like to see it prove show me you know yeah because i'm not seeing much from the other guys i i don't know i don't know what the deal is i mean you got this shiny new toy Mm -hmm. you got him to be a run stopper they're running all over you and he's on the bench and by all by all accounts he had a great camp yeah, there were no like complaints. Nobody said he was having an issue with conditioning. If he's having a conditioning issue, that would be. I'm not saying it would be a surprise because they were there were some concerns coming out of college, but it would be news. Mm-hmm. It's something we haven't heard about all all summer. If if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I have him out on early plays because you're daring them to run, and then you have Fletcher Cox out there who's you think is still got juice in the tank. I would say he's got to show a little bit, but. Let him rush the passer. Let him make some money for next year. Let him do that stuff while you clog the middle up with your young, hungry, talented defensive tackle. And it's like, I feel like it's the both brains of Howie fighting each other. Well, you I can't mean, let they, go they can't of the be old on the field guy. at the same time, I don't think. No, I'm saying early down work should be for Davis. Oh, 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 You know okay, what I mean? Okay. And then I see bring, I'm sorry. bring the pass rush downs, and then you don't have that issue. But I would choose different, a different 22 snaps, maybe. I, I think... Early on, I would like to have Davis out there, and then I'd like to bring in Fletcher Cox on pl- clear passing downs because I think that's where he'll make the biggest effect. I think that's where Davis will make the biggest effect, and it's like you would think that this would be something Mr. Howie, who loves his picks, never lets go of them, rides them too long, and then you know has sentimental value towards his old players. It's like the devil and devil inside is raging or whatever the hell the brand-new album is. He can't make his mind up. Well, Someone should make this decision that I think your best player in that situation needs to be out on the field, and I really do believe it's Jordan Davis at this point. Um, yeah, I mean he's got to get more action. We have to yeah. know, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Um, if he's a, if he's out of shape, let me see it and let you because you can't tell me he's out of shape because he only played twenty two snaps and he wasn't gassed. He didn't look gassed in any of the twenty two that I saw. So 
I, I don't understand the argument to say like, oh, well, you know, we were worried about his conditioning. See, here's How do the thing. Know? They're not even saying that. There's no – there's it's radio silence as to why that happened. More likely it was a game planning thing. Yeah. Well, That's how I, I feel like it's it, more like it was a game plan. I had heard it from Inside My Bird or Inside the Birds. That that podcast had mentioned it. I was listening to it this morning. Uh, but – Well, but let me – and I didn't listen to it. But let me ask. Did they mention it as maybe it's because of that because there were concerns coming out of college? Or did they say the, the we've title, heard there are concerns with his – I think they said we heard – they they had mentioned they argued against like the the call for him to be playing more. They say they were basic. The most of the podcast on the defensive side of the ball was quelling the fear of of how bad that looked, and also saying Jordan Davis isn't ready for a full snap load, and that's why he didn't play a full snap load. He doesn't have to be in there for yeah, for eighty five percent. Yeah, snaps. I want, if he pays, if he played eight more, he still played less than fifty percent of snaps. I I still think that's fine. Yeah. He played less than he, I think he played like forty five last year at Georgia. Then he played fifty four in the national championship game because they were rotating because they had such a deep defensive line. But when right. it when it mattered the most, he played fifty four percent of snaps. I'd say he should be playing at a minimum fifty percent of snaps. Just you, you should at least be approaching fifty. Right, twenty two less than a quarter of the snaps is is outrageous so, for a guy you spent a first round pick on and who's the the future star mm-hmm. of the defensive line here. It's just outrageous, especially in a day where you need his skill set specifically. Right. Exactly, exactly. Um, we also didn't see a lot of Nakobe Dean. That one, not as much of a shock to me. I think I said it before. I think he's going to grow into the role a little I bit. I think he's going to be. I, I've I've never. If it was any other draft pick, I feel like I'd be much more concerned, but I just have this feeling that he's a mental player and he, he's going to learn this defense and he's going to learn it in and out and then be really effective. And I, I think that Kaiser White has earned his playing time. TJ Kaiser White seems like he's look, always making a play. Yeah, he, he's trying to make his money. He's definitely he's on a mission. He's got this one-year deal and he's trying to, to lock up that famous Howie mid-year extension. I, I, he's probably the leading candidate for that. So or, far, I'm here for it. I got to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, quiet day for Reddick too. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's more on uh, Gannon than I. I just expected more out of the out of the defensive yeah, line. I was very disappointed the, the, as like, a whole. The whole idea is like we're going to bring four and we're going to drop seven, and we're going to get to you before before this before the shell cracks. Right. Right. right? And they just weren't able to do it, and I think they only blitz, they only blitz a few times. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes, man, you gotta stop being so fucking stubborn. Yeah, you gotta find a way to bring some pressure. You know, like what is the problem? Like what is the problem with Jonathan Gann? I hate, I hate him I hate so him. much. And you know, to know Vic Fangio, he's, he's on his fucking couch, sitting right there now. in in Jersey. I think he's like right over the bridge. God damn it! I'll was, pay for the easy pass. Like why? Why? I mean, they're not going to. They're not going to make a coordinator. Miami's switch. Miami's owner. I hate him. One, racist. Two, if it wasn't for him being racist, I think Gannon gets that Houston job over Lovey Smith. And we're sitting here with Vic Fangio as our defensive coordinator. You, like verbal meme here. You know the domino meme. Domino one. Miami's uh, owner is a racist. Domino ten, Philadelphia Eagles stuck with Jonathan Gannon, and full, you know, 
Well, because Houston felt obligated. I think they felt ob- yeah. I think there was a you know I th- I I think the, they were leaning strongly towards Gannon from reports, and then that kind of quelled when there was like I I think it was Gannon Gannon was interviewing there had their second interview, and then they ended up going with Lovey Smith. So it was. I think there was a lot of pressure around the NFL, which, like, Lovey Smith should have had a job anyway. I think Lovey Smith did a really good job at Illinois when he left the NFL for a little bit. I thought he, you know, he's a good player, a good coach. So I don't have any qualms with it, but I think that writing was on the wall that it was going to be Gannon, and then all that shit hit the fan and things kind of changed. So not, you know, I'm not out here. I agree with most of what you said, except I think Lovey Smith stinks. Oh, uh, really? I like, they tied. Tied the Colts. Pretty good. Colts never win week one. I don't get that. Yeah, I, I don't. What would you grade the defense? D? <sighs> I got them a D. Maybe a D. Maybe a D plus because of the. I mean, they had. Yeah, well, let's give them a C. They had a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Spectacular play. Bradbury. Bradbury. That's a guy we haven't talked about. Yeah. I, think, I think he looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a rough day, man. It was just like. And like in the third quarter, I remember like just being like. Feels like a loss, man. Because we got three right before half, mm-hmm. and we got the ball back, scored, and, and then it's like okay, like we've got the like your your foot's on their throat now. Yeah, this game's over. And then before I knew it, they were just climbing back in, and the Eagles just didn't have an answer. And I'm watching this defense get shredded up. I'm watching big chunk plays mm-hmm. on the ground, and I'm like, oh man, I can't believe it. This we're gonna lose this we're we're gonna lose this fucking game. I was miserable for the whole fourth quarter because I thought it was all over. I, I felt calm. I thought they were gonna win the game, uh, so I, I didn't feel as stressed about it. But I think that good teams step on the throat when you can, and I think that they missed opportunities to do that. There was that touchdown, and then the Eagles went three and out, and then that's when it started really spiraling. If you score on that drive, even if it's three, you go okay. No, it's not gonna happen. You know, you guys can keep doing what you're going to do. But they, they went like three or four drives where they stalled out pretty early, which really compounded the fa- – got the crowd back into it, and, and that crowd was very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Speaking of which, uh, anything else around the NFL that piqued your interest? Uh, I, I have one thing that I thought about. Um, Patrick Mahomes has heard everyone say all off season what people have been saying. And he was like, "No, I'm still that guy. I'm still the best. Don't don't crown Josh Allen because I beat him in the playoffs. Don't crown Josh uh, or Justin Herbert because I won the division last year. Don't blame you know. Don't tell me that I'm not going to be good now that Tyreek Hill is gone. Don't say that that was the reason for my success. And then he went out threw for like 350 yards, five touchdowns. He just like dem- like made it known that he is one." The number one quarterback in the league, I think. And I think that there was a lot of chatter, you know, in the offseason, who's number one. He's my guy. He's number one um, until proven otherwise. And that's not a knock on Josh Allen. That's not a knock on Justin Herbert. Those two guys are studs, superstars. But I still think the, the best in the world right now is still the guy in Kansas City. Where are you at? Because we had some, I think we talked about this a little bit last year when we talked about around the NFL thing. Where you at on Joe Burrow? I love Joe Burrow. I know you're a huge Joe Burrow guy. I think he's good. I think he's overrated in the NFL right now. I think he's a little overrated. He's got a very bad day. Mm -hmm. He, well, they're offensive. TJ Watt is a nut. 
a nut. Yeah. Uh, insane. Wasn't now, he sacked like 12 times? Sack, sack, I think it was seven times. And he still almost won that game. So, or maybe it was hit 12 times? He was hit 12, sacked. They had like six or seven sacks, Pittsburgh. And, Man. And I think they won at that game. It was it was all around like not a great game for uh, the Bengals. You, you can't plan to lose your uh, second star wide receiver a couple snaps into the game too. So there were some other factors. But I think Joe Barrow – is a really I would say he's he's up there too. I, I I love Joe Barrow. I would almost put him I don't see him in that top three. I think it's those three and then there's a gap. But I think like Joe Barrow is in that next tier with like Rogers and uh Brady. I think he, yeah, I think he belongs in the next tier, but I don't think he's at the top. I mean there were people saying he was top five and I don't I don't think there's an argument for him to be top five. He has right a now. very he's close. He may be six. And if he didn't wear Cartier glasses and no rap lyrics like, cause he's like, all, like I don't know if you ever seen interviews. He's the man. He's so. No, cool. he's very cool. Very cool guy. Free gonna wanna. He said in an interview. Like he's he's got a lot of. Uh, We're rocking sw- with Joe because Joe's yeah. rocking with us. I know. Yeah, swag guy, swag guy. So that helps him. I think. I think he gets probably a couple swag points compared to like Russell Wilson, who is not cool at all. Kind of not cool. Like, kind of like the most. I think he's up there, like dislike wise, like him and Rogers. Or like, oh, really? Yeah, I, I can't I, stand them both. I think Russ is not a cool guy, but I don't dislike him at all for it. I think he's just a dork. Yeah, he, well, now it's gotten to me, like, like interviews, how much Seattle hated him, and I was thinking to myself how much I would hate him. Even, even winning a Super Bowl, coming back after, like, basically weaseling your way out of there to go play in Denver. Oh, I don't think that's fair. I'm, I'm, I don't think that's fair I, at all. You've you got to be fair to the guy. Listen, listen, we we all know how we get into these things. We, we have different opinions of leaving quarterbacks. <laughs> Very well known. We see it. You are like, this is a business. This guy did what's best for his career. Wouldn't you want to leave if you were treated this way? And I'm like, loyalty to a city is more important. So that's, that's just what it's always going to be. Uh, Washington won. That's all I'm going to say about that. Nothing more, nothing less. No, nothing. You don't have anything to say about that game. <laughs> so you don't want to let you, you're going to think I'm delusional, but I mean, <laughs> Jaguars should have won that game. Jaguars <laughs> should have absolutely won that game. Travis Etienne dropped two touchdowns. The game was on a silver platter. My buddy threw two picks. Did exact, It was looking like one of those games where I was just going to throw up the sicko emoji and be happy. Yes, yes. And you know what? Uh, it was it was a very classic other guy game. Yeah. Yo, shout out. Four shout tutties, out. three turnovers. Classic. Hey, congratulations, bud. You beat the Jags. I, if it wasn't for the Ravens pick being, spoiler alert, my bet of the century, I would be all over, all over Detroit. Detroit to win. Uh, yeah, I think Detroit's favored for the first time in like 30, mm-hmm. 34 games or some shit. Um, and I, I actually don't hate that. If yeah. Detroit shows up the way they showed up last They're gonna week, they're going to fart on them. Th- then they'll beat them. They'll they, beat them up. I think so. I think so. Uh, the Cowboys didn't score a touchdown last week. Let's talk about that. Well, it was the most fun one. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, most fun one. Um, do you have any, with, with the injuries to Dak, might be out four weeks. I think they might be in some serious trouble. Do you think it's the Eagles' division to lose now? Do you do you buy the other two? Obviously, we yeah. didn't mention it, but the Giants won. Very close game. Another game. They should have lost that game. The missed field goal. But is there anything that you saw that made you be like, uh-oh, like the, the commanders are coming? 
You, or do you think it's there? It's the Eagles no, division. No, I, I, I think it really is. And I'm trying not to look at this with the green goggles. I know it's hard, but I do think it's Eagles division to lose. I, I mean, think I, they're the most talented team. Yeah, they're the they're the most talented. And they they're, gonna... they, they're most improved this year. Mm-hmm. I believe in the coach more than I believe in. Well, I like I like Ron Rivera a little bit. Yeah, but you know, Mike McCarthy. I'm not scared of Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and I, I think I think the talent's going to catch up to the Giants. Uh, again, games they shouldn't have won. They they won, so I'm not too worried about it. I think it's going to be a little more interesting than I thought. The Eagles may have boat, might boat, boat race this division. Um, Just I mean, based on the the schedule alone, I think you know they've they've we talked about it, they got an easy time. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they win the division. Handily is a rough word, but you know obviously they got to fix some things. But I do think it's theirs to lose. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and I think you know now that the Cowboys. Uh, are are out without Dak? They're going to have a tough go of it. It's going to be, it's going to be tougher than chewing on jerky. Speaking of jerky, that was a really. I was I was like figure trying to figure out how we were going to transition to this. This episode <laughs> of Philly Specialist is brought to you by Jim's Beef Jerky. Jim's a personal friend of mine. Uh, he makes homemade beef jerky. There's no preservatives. There's no added salts. Uh, it's healthy for you. It's a good source of protein, and it is delicious he dropped me off a couple a couple weeks back he brings them to you dropped them at my job gave me a little extra pouch with some uh some different flavors so i could try a couple out and i gotta tell you man it was really really good we're stoked that he's uh sponsoring this podcast yeah and the best way to order in fact the only way to order is to hit him up through the dms on his instagram or his facebook let him drop you some jerky and uh just enjoy it yeah it's good shit he has a so I, I haven't, full disclosure, have not been able to try it yet. Uh, so I'm excited to try it because the idea of ghost pepper jerky, Every all my friends, you know, we all know, I have a, a, a love-hate relationship with hot food. I love to eat it. My asshole hates me. And and ghost pepper, when I saw that on the screen, my eyes lit up. So for our, our lucrative payment of jerky, I would like to put in a formal request to have mine be in ghost pepper jerky. Yeah. All right. Well, so that this is me. that was more. I wasn't really talking to you there. I was more talking to him. Yeah. If he's listening, Jim, if you're listening, Jim, Dom if you're like listening, ghost pepper jerky, extra spicy, make it make it hurt. And a side of omeprazole. Uh, yeah, and some milk. I need some milk. He does need some milk. On to the next. We have a game coming up just a couple days. Monday night double header, and yeah. the Eagles play the Minnesota Vikings. This is an interesting one. Yes. Um, because I expected the Vikings to be good. I just said that the other day when we talked about the schedule. Everybody expected the Vikings to have a good offense. I don't think I expected them to stunt the way they did last week. Justin Jefferson is, like, just... Insane. I, like, it's stupid. It's starting to get, like, scary. Like, it's starting to get... I don't. It's premature to say, like, maybe in conversations with the greatest that we can think of. It's premature. Mm-hmm. But if I had to bet on one guy in the NFL today to turn into somebody that gets talked about with Randy Moss and yeah. T.O., that would be – if I was forced to make that bet, that would be the guy. I mean, he's just unreal. They they did the same thing that I think the Eagles did. They showcased their best player. And now they're going to say, this is our best player. If you don't take this away from us, which I love that the Eagles do it. And 
I'm I'm sick that we have to play him this week because I do have Justin Jefferson in my big money fantasy league. I I'm despite the fact that the Eagles missed on him, he was like the guy I wanted that draft. You know, I think I think a lot of the fan base did. Yeah, and I think we were we were all expecting yeah. a Justin and, Jefferson. And I was a big Joe Burrow fan, so I loved that team that won the national championship. Him and Chase, and it's just. That team is going to get the better these guys get, the better Joe Barrow plays. I mean, that team is going to keep getting talked about. If Clyde Edwards Hilaire can get his head out of his ass, and he had a pretty good game week one, that that team is going to be looked at as like, oh, that was a really good team. And then they all went and had great NFL careers. But circling back, they they said, this is our best player. We're going to throw him the ball until you stop us, and then we'll worry about everybody else. And you couldn't stop it. There was nothing that Green Bay threw at them. They were using like linebackers to cover them, which made them look stupid, and they busted a lot of coverage. It was a very bad game from a Green Bay defense that I expected a lot of. Well, I mean, I think Green Bay's got maybe the best secondary in the league. I thought so. I, I really, I was shocked with how bad they performed against them, and it was like, it was easy. It was, it was very easy, and and they looked very good. It was scary. I've kind of like stepped back and said, you know. I this was the game I waffled on when we went through the schedule. This is this was a game circled. I'm praying that the Eagles win because I don't know if you know this. Anthony Panvini, you know, annoying kid when when he's when he's beating you in anything. His dad, he's like the he's like if Anthony's good at being annoying when he's doing something like that, he's the OG. He's the he's like he taught him everything he knows but not everything that Johnny knows. Johnny came over our house two years back and wore a Brett Favre jersey and proceeded to yell, you like that? Every single first down. I was, I, I actually, like, he left the house and I was like, Mom, I'm I'm not letting that man back in your house ever again. I was like, I want nothing to do with him. I'm done with him. I'm calling, I'm calling the tile union. I'm saying he's on drugs. I was like, I was sick. They beat, because the, it was a game that the Eagles lost and he was in, he was like rubbing salt on the wound. I think I'm watching the Monday night game with him again, and he's got a brand-new Kirk Cousins jersey. He t- We have a bet together, him, Johnny and I, $50. He gave me a half a win. So if the Eagles have the same record or better than Minnesota, I win 50 bucks. He's got a brand-new Kirk Cousins jersey. He called me. Anthony, I, I wish I could show you the FaceTimes. There was like 15. It was called the Jefferson Effect, Anthony, because we, we have uh, Jefferson together. But Johnny grabbing the phone, you like that? You like that? You like I just think that Monday could could be very terrible for me and my anger issues if it goes south. Well, here's, I'd like to I like to also deal. note Anthony if you're listening to this since that weekend that I almost tried to fight your dad. I realized that Johnny is the king of ball breakers and I just got Johnnyed. So now I'm I'm able to take it with a grain of salt, but I don't know how I'm going to do after ten Miller lights and an at, Eagles loss. At an yeah. Eagles loss, yeah. it might be tough. Might yeah. be tough. Well, you know, here's the good news: the Eagles are very much. It's not. It's not like they're on a different level. I think the Eagles yeah. are very much going to be in the game, and you know, I don't think they're going to get their shit pushed in. I am a little bit nervous about the game. I am a little bit nervous about the defense overs. Um, feels like an overs. Yeah, spot. definitely feels because like an I, overs game. I think Green Bay left a lot of meat on the bone, like a lot. Like, well, Green Bay is significantly hampered right now. I yeah. mean, the best receiver they have is not playing, Alan Lazard. Uh, two of their starting wide receivers are rookies, Romeo mm-hmm. Dobbs and Christian Watson, Watson who yeah. dropped a clear touchdown. <laughs> oh, man. he's He might as well just be cut, too. He's I, done. I know Aaron Rodgers kicked him in his fucking chest in the locker room because I would have. <laughs> so, I mean, they 
they they did look they looked great. But this happened to, to week one. This does happened that. last year. Week yeah. one is is always funny. There's there's always some fuckery going on. Teams aren't really prepared. They're not really all the cogs aren't moving correctly. And if you remember last year, Green Bay took an Smoked. absolute shit week one. They were terrible. They were calling for Rogers' head, and then the next week he came out and like threw four or five touchdowns. Yeah, that's what he so, does. I, I don't. It's hard to put so much stock in week one. Week one games, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. I think the Eagles can hang with this team. I think this team, both of them on paper, are very good. I think they're probably some of the better teams in the NFC. Not saying much because I think the NFC is weak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's going to be a very telling game. And I don't think I'm going to. I think the Eagles, as long as it's a competitive game, they don't get boat raced. Kirk Cousins doesn't complete like 90% of his passes, which are all possible with Gannon. Here's another thing. It's a Monday night football game. Yeah, it's Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins on primetime? Not as good. Eh. I'd like to see the Eagles win. Uh, I don't, I've been waffling. I've come around more to the Eagles because I remember watching that uh, game after the Eagles game, and it was like still open wound of... Uh, of the game for the Eagles giving up all those points late in the game and then watching Justin Jefferson just gritty all over Green Bay and Jahir Alexander and then texting Johnny and going, I'm a little worried about our bet, and he texts me back, if you're scared, get a dog. So just <laughs> just, just like I got old-headed. I got old-headed big time by that one. <laughs> uh, and then I calmed down. I woke up the next day. I was like, the Eagles can hang with this team. And he called me and he went, get a dog. And that was the whole conversation we had together. Uh, so I feel I feel better. I guess if if the Eagles do win this game, it's because of why. Um, if the Eagles win this game, it's because they stopped Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Justin Jefferson's going to get his. Yeah. He's going to get. It's going to happen. Can't do nothing about that. Uh, I agree. But if you stop the run game, mm-hmm. um, the I then they're. They're a boxer with one arm tied behind their back, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll maybe he'll clip you, maybe yeah. a couple jabs will hit, but you'll you'll do enough. And I think that's the key to this game for the Eagles to stop the run, to let Jordan Davis play a little bit the fuck more, yeah, um, and make sure Justin Jefferson, while he is going to get his, is the only way that they have to beat you. Make right. them one dimensional. Yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna get it too, let them get it. Let them get it in the way that'll make us all mad, but cheap, cheap little nothings. You know, let them get it at five yards a catch. Don't let them beat you deep. Don't let them blow off the top and get a quick one. And I think, I think the other key will be that the Eagles' offense that we think is what we thought, what we saw last week was real, and that this team can score on everybody. Because yeah. I think if you can put up a good amount of points, you'll be okay. You're, you're, you can hang with the team as long as you can score with them because they're going to get theirs, you're going to get yours. You just got to hope that your team puts, you know, there's going to be a couple big plays on defense where you got to get it. In, in in other words, the team that scores the most points yeah, will that, win the game. Well, that is some 10 out of 10 analysis, and that's why <laughs> they pay us the big bucks. The big bucks, two bags of beef jerky. Two bags of beef jerky. <laughs> um. Yeah, um, so I've decided last week I did something. I did an egg bet on the fly, and I did uh, a raw egg. Right. I did a raw egg for a defensive touchdown. 
Okay. So I'm going to put a standing bet for the rest of the year. I will eat a raw egg for every single defensive touchdown that the Eagles score. Okay. So I, I'll have to think of one and have one for next week for that. This week, uh, in in why don't Lou, you do one for every offensive touchdown? That way, yeah. No, it's I mean, like the same. Like that, like, that way, good idea. Because when I die of salmonella, I think we skyrocket up this. You know, the in memorandum episode of the Philly specialist yeah. would be fantastic. I, I wonder who I would have to f- try to like replace you with. I think you would. You would have to bring. It would be two people that sit in the chair yeah. together. I would want Anthony Panvini and Anthony Seachuk talking in unison into the mic. So every time I start to get like, all right, da, you know, Seachuk, you've made too much sense. Anthony, and he say something. Yeah, just Uncle Ricky, real quick, and then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be my hope. Uh, but I'm um, I'm thinking I'll do this. Ready. Eagles win, and one A.J. Brown touchdown is an egg. And my second one will be, I just, I don't want to eat a sad egg, but I'm going to just, I'm going to go with it. If Jalen Hurts scores a touchdown in gritties, I'm eating a raw egg. He has to gritty? Yeah, he has to. I think he's going to score a touchdown. I think he's going to gritty. So I'm going to say, if Jalen Hurts scores a touchdown and gritties, I'm eating a raw egg. Okay. If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. Dante texts me after every episode. Yeah, he texted me too. Yeah. He said something. Oh, uh, 12 strong arms would be the name of the uh, offensive (laughs) line. That was a good one. That's a good one. Final score predictions. Um, I got the Eagles, and I got them winning 21 to 20. Wow. Wow. No, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Late field goal? I got them winning 31 to 28. Okay. I think that this team is going to score on us. So I'd have to say it's at home at the link, so you're going to know it's rocking. Kirk. 24 points. I think 24 points the Eagles can still win the game. So if they have 24, we would probably have 1 million and 24 points. Okay, so birds, so by, birds million, by a million. Then. So we're going to go with birds by a million. Or, um, th- or, could happen. or the Eagles will score 31 points and win 34. Uh, no, you know what I'll do? 27-24 Eagles with a walk-off field goal win to send the phone, uh, fans home happy on Monday Night Football. Okay, all right. What are we doing fantasy-wise this week? How'd you do? How'd you do in the uh, I went, Specialist League? So I went 1-1 one one against the median score. I was uh, – T. Higgins' injury really screwed me up. Yes. Uh, which was not ideal. Despite playing Cam Akers, I also happened to play against uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, which was pretty disappointing. Uh, but I would say the start of the week for me – Hang on, wait a minute. You didn't play against Mahomes. Yeah, played against. Oh Mahomes. yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah played, you did. Yeah, you played did. against yeah, you did. Mahomes last week. Um, you know, I, I, I'm. <sighs> Gabe Davis was the real deal. I would say he's the real deal. It's not. It wasn't an anomaly. He's going to score touchdowns every week. I'd keep starting Gabe Davis. I'm going to keep start Gabe Davis, and then this is not going to. You can't do anything in Kansas City because the game's happening right now. Uh, I would probably be very concerned starting. T. Higgins this week, if you have better options. The concussion scares me. I think if, he might ultimately suit up, but I'm a little too afraid of it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit uh, T. Higgins. And then 
I'll let you get to yours, but I said it already. The bet of the century is the Ravens. They, I think New England is poopy. I think Miami is getting overblown because they finally beat New England, and I think the Ravens are going to come in there and smack them around. I think, I think they're going to score all over them. I think they'll win by 10 points. Wow. That's my, that's my bet, of the, bet of the week. Uh, okay, so me, I am also 1-1. One one. Um, playing against the median, I defeated Longo in a nail-biter. Actually, I had 109. He had like 100 or something. Or he had like 97 mm-hmm. going in, and he had Rashad Penny. And I just remember like watching some of the game. I was actually at the emergency vet with my dog the oh. night of the game, and uh, he's fine. But we, I was watching the game, and I just saw like Rashad Penny like break a tackle up the middle and go for like 12. And I was like, oh, I got to turn this the fuck off. Like, <laughs> I can't watch it because I was like freaking out. But I ended up pulling through one by like eight. Um, And next week, I am, man, I am considering uh, maybe thinking if you have better options, bench DJ Moore right now, which sounds crazy, right? But he didn't get a lot of looks. I love A.J. Dillon. If you drafted him and you didn't start him, I think you can start him. He out, out reception to Aaron Jones. He out-carried right. Aaron Jones. Um, and other guys that I think are interesting to talk about, I'm a little nervous about Kyle Pitts. You probably can't bench him. I would love – I'm trying to trade for him in every single league. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. make me an offer. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not out on him, but I'm a little, I'm a little bit concerned. This I have week to be I have honest. Mark Andrews, so I – I'll give you CD Lamb form straight up. No. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No. Uh, it's, it's worth a shot. Yeah, no, I'm not. He got 11 that. targets. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Cooper Rush is going to throw him the ball. Next yeah, a, a lot. He's going to throw it to him a lot. No, 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 no. Dalton Schultz, though, maybe. Ooh. Security blanket. Yeah, nice little. Um, Who else? I kind of, yo, Christian Kirk. Somebody Kirk, hit Kirk's for real. Somebody hit me up and was like, "Yo, should I start Elijah Mitchell or Christian Kirk?" I was like, "I'm Kirk. way, I'm way out on Elijah Mitchell. I don't want no parts of that backfield. Uh, I would have definitely not spent 135 fab dollars on Jeff Wilson. Oh, I did. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> that was too much. It was, it was I too figured much. it was the only way I'd know I'd get him. And I, I, I'm using my. I, I'm pissed off that you didn't use your priority in the other league because i was like nothing impresses me this week so i'll wait till next week what in the 10 in the 10 i didn't have priority in the 10 you now have number one priority oh because i'm the only one that didn't do it you and i both didn't do it i didn't have a single claim yeah yeah because uh i just the only guy i kind of wanted was robbie anderson Mm -hmm. and i think i got outbid for him Mm -hmm. well it's it's not even fab what's his name got him yeah somebody else got him so uh, i'm gonna wait on that the jeff wilson thing man to me, it's like I don't really want any parts of that 49ers backfield. Shanahan likes to mix it up. Yeah. He likes to You don't evolve. know who it's going to be. And I also think that a lot of what they do on the ground is going to be cannibalized by Trey Lance. Yeah. So I just I don't want no parts of it. So I'm glad you spent like 50% of your fab week one on a uh, running back who's only going to be a starter for six weeks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be upset. I know I'm going to be upset, but I last year I – I big brained myself out of Elijah Mitchell, and then he was like running back ten. So I was like, I'm not letting this happen to me again. Yo, also, if there's a week to start Cam Akers, I know this sounds fucking nuts. It's this week. Yeah, yeah. Start I, Cam I, Akers and Allen Robinson. And then, I'm trying to trade for Allen Robinson everywhere, and nobody will bite. Everybody's holding on to him. Cam Akers is a little more interesting. Cam Akers, though, 
This is good. The best thing that could ever happen to a Cam Akers like owner is this week. Because if he stinks this week, forget about it. It's over. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not over. some long drawn out thing. Yeah. But they said he's going to get an opportunity this week. If he looked bad. I believe him. He looked bad. Yeah. Bad. That whole team looked like kind of yeah. wonky. Yeah. Matt Stafford. Something's up. His elbow. Yeah. His elbow is it's, His elbow. it's legitimately hurt. Yeah. But, you know, the Cooper Cup thing, man. Yeah. He just he just stared him down. Yeah, the whole something, game. something about something about that Stafford. I'm just saying. Come on, I don't buy that. Why do you? How do you think? How do you think his elbow hurts? So who? Bad? But I do want to know who's like the one dude's really, name's like Ragnarok. Really? Oh, uh, Bren Squadswick. Scott Skenauer. Yeah, I, Squ- I have him in Madden Ultimate. Team. He's like named after a Pokemon or something. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Him. I, there's no way Allen Robinson is, is this cooked. I, I refuse to believe it. So, uh, I agree. Allen Robinson might be a sneaky snart. Sneaky start. I can't call it a sneaky snart. That's uh, trademarked by the fantasy footballers. Oh, really? I think so. They say it. Oh. I don't want to steal anybody's bit. Uh, yeah, it would really suck if like someone a, someone just stole elements of your right the name. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know who we are. No, doesn't. Think He's about never it. heard of us. No, no, doesn't think about us once. Uh, well, you know, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, who cares? All right, I think that's all we got for you today. Make sure you enjoy the game. I just need about 30 more seconds of your time while we decide on an outro song. Dom, what do you think? Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Let's see what we got here. Skip like 15 seconds into the song. Okay, got to go like 15 seconds in. We're going to go with Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, and we're not going to like pay anyone or ask permission. It's kind of weird. Thanks. Thanks, Leonard. So, uh, everybody, let me know what you think of this song. Let me know what you think of this pod. All buy some beef jerky. Buy our t-shirts. And uh, Follow us on every social media. Tell all your friends about us. Yeah, especially our TikTok. We have 20,000 views on the yeah, uh, sandwich. Not one a week. big deal. Yeah, well, you know. It's a big deal to me. Tell your mom. Oh, my God. Go, birds. Birds by a million. We love you. Thank you for listening. Go, birds. When I was young. Songs. Songs the shit. Who's up beside me? 